0: Welcome in to Patriot Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Will Dunan and Seth Coggin in here on a Titans game
1: day, nonetheless. Game day, game day, halftime, yeah. <laughs> halftime right now, actually. So you're, sit- you're sitting in a moment in time with this. This is both reactionary and uh, in-, in still in the moment.
0: Yeah, it's halftime and... Surprising. Well, I'll, I'll say this first. We took we took Monday off just because of the Christmas holiday. A lot of people getting the day off. We decided to punt till tonight, which kind of worked out because, yeah, we have the Titans game going on. It's halftime now and we got a bunch of big games coming up this weekend to talk about. So, I mean, the guys are hanging in right now. Josh Dobbs playing QB for the Titans.
1: <laughs> the only uh you see the Josh Dobbs Earth Control the Major Dobbs um, will forever live in my mind as just a, a legendary YouTube video made by some, some rabid vol fans. So I've been known, we've been we've been known about Josh Dobbs. We've been known about him for a long time. Um and he, he, he's a kind of a dynamic playmaker who is intriguing in the Titans offense. I mean, he seems to be for one half of football, he seems to be in more control. Uh, kind of already of the offense than Malik Willis has been. It's a really interesting move and just an overall bizarre scenario game that is both – it's not important like in the essence of the actual not- results of the season uh, on its own. Like standalone, this doesn't have any playoff implications. Like win or lose, it's coming down to next week in Jacksonville, which is kind of a weird place to be. Um, For a Thursday night game and Malik Willis has not Malik Willis has had ops, man, like he has had opportunities to kind of elevate himself. Um, and he really has failed to show anything at this moment that makes puts really any confidence that he's going to go out there and uh, win a contested game in the NFL. Um, so kind of give Josh Dobbs a chance. Tannehill's going on IR. So he's done. Yeah. Um, for the season and that's going kind of, you know we threw that take out there that he was he had played his last snap as a titan and now he's officially done for the season season and i still kind of stand by that i doubt i doubt he returns um so the titans are just in a bizarro quarterback situation right now and josh dobbs is suddenly the hometown hero so maybe yeah. go beat the cowboys on prime time and you know take the job it's anyone it's anyone's for the taking right now honestly Well, if nothing else, I've kind of thought this about Dobbs.
0: Not, I mean, I can't say this for his whole career or anything, but kind of recently, I think he is a legit backup quarterback in the NFL. You know, the fact that we got him off the Lions practice squad kind of surprised me. He sat around kind of that third QB, uh, that third QB on the depth chart most of his career. And part of it could just be, I mean, the guy's seasoned. He's played in NFL games, whether it's preseason or whatever he he's able to come in and be comfortable in an offense that I mean, these guys, I mean, obviously we know Dobbs is smart. Everyone's going to talk about his whole aerospace degree and whatnot, but the fact that he can come in and be like you said, look much more comfortable than Malik Willis has, albeit he's a rookie. I know, but still, I mean, the guy's been in the offense the whole year. Dobbs can come in and make some things happen. I mean, it hasn't been, let's not pretend that the offense is like firing on
1: all cylinders, but no, Well, we're not helping the guy out at all, which is kind of the reason you even take Malik Willis out. Like, we're not set, whoever's at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans right now is not set up for success. They are truly, I mean, tonight more than even the season as a whole, but tonight is even more exacerbated because you do not have Derrick Henry. You do not have your, you know, all world running back. Your offensive line is a bunch of misfits that should not be starting a, you know, NFL football game together as a unit. Like none of, none of, it's very, it's, we're in a very frustrating place with the offensive line. Uh, I and flipped, injury. I was just yeah. going to say, I flipped on.
0: So I was coming home from the gym, right? When the game started and my YouTube TV wasn't working on my phone. So I flipped on Mike Keith on the radio and he's reading off the starting offensive line from left to right. And I got to, I got to the third lineman before I just started laughing. It went, Dennis Daly, Aaron Brewer, Corey Levin. I was like, Good Lord, this is not. a Oh well, a you real didn't start. even get
1: to Low Raven Clark. Like mm-hmm. you, dude. We're starting Low Raven Clark in this Thursday night football game, and honestly, against one of the best defensive lines like in football too, just a huge mismatch. But kind of holding their own enough. Like have honestly had some pretty big plays, um, which has been kind of fun to see.
0: Dobbs may have had the longest pass of the season for the Titans. I don't know what that is, but he did throw a somewhat of a bomb earlier
1: yeah that game. was a good one it was good to see uh mcmath uh get up get a big play in there he actually looked really promising kind of preseason and stuff an injury kept him out for pretty much you know up until now but it would be fun for him to get a little action i wish he would target Traylon a little bit more i really feel like he only threw to him like once that and last play we, that awesome play we yeah, he yeah, we talked all, about yeah yeah we talked about it before
0: we hopped on i mean that <laughs> yeah. was ridiculous the way he stayed in bounds and you were saying it like yeah the guy's instincts kicked in and you don't think about the clock ticking down and luckily it worked out fine, but I thought he was going to house it just like I thought Bayard was going to house the
1: pick the play before. It's worth the chance to house it. You know, you have timeouts like he, he could get down, but yeah, he, he popped it open enough where it was worth trying to score. Like it's always worth trying to get seven points, tie that game up instead of just, but you know, nice that they could um, still get a nice field goal there. I mean, the thing is really probably our best offensive drive of the night stalled out because we fumbled on third down um, and actual just put together offensive drive where they put together a few first downs, got down there close. And then on third down, you know, you have a negative play, a lot of negative plays tonight and the Titans are incapable of overcoming negative plays. It seems like on offense that whether it's a penalty, whether it's a negative, whether it's a sack or in just a negative run or something like that, like no matter what, where, (laughs) like what or where it is, they are incapable uh, of overcoming, and that is their own fault. Like, great teams are, are capable of overcoming some obstacle. Like, they both put themselves in terrible positions, and they are a team that's incapable of overcoming said terrible position. Yep. So it's just really frustrating to watch. Um, and, like, a lot of guys are, <laughs> are culpable of, of being guilty of hurting the offense at different times, but together it's a mess um so you know kind of a better than you thought it might be kind of game so far but still not very good we've we've forced three turnovers and are losing at home at halftime like that's not that's bad that's, that's really true bad. that's true
0: <laughs> and i mean a lot of people did think this was going to be a route uh and we said it this game it really doesn't mean anything Dude, they're I think.
1: 14 point favorites in our house yeah Do you under that's crazy like they are Huge, massive favorites.
0: And while, yeah, this game's not important, I think what it does show you, though, this is essentially a tryout game for Dobbs. And so far, I mean, I think most Titans fans would agree this guy's going to play next week against the Jags.
1: Yeah, I would say after watching that first half, he gives us so much. I don't really, I won't say anything outside of this, but in next week's game, he does give us the best chance of winning. True I agree. Um, and honestly, it was good to just let him play tonight anyway, because what's it gonna help having Malik Willis out here? Like another game of him just getting eaten alive by the like by the Dallas defense. Like at least let Josh Dobbs do that and preserve at least a little confidence in Malik Willis for week 18. But it's gonna be Dobbs. I mean, if there's any common sense in the world, but they're really isn't with the Titans organization, it seems right now. So they may do they may do anything else. I, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Well, and so I saw John Reed tweet out before the game how he was excited Dobbs was getting an opportunity, but how he wasn't sure how good of an opportunity it was just because, you know, he's going to get eaten alive out there. And, you know, I mean, he's hanging in there. Obviously, our offensive line, we already talked about it but i was kind of thinking i mean when you're in dobbs's situation kind of a career third string practice squad guy this is the best you can hope for really i mean you're yeah. getting a chance to start and take advantage of it and it looks like i'm, I'm gonna like he is taking advantage of it and i ha- <laughs> it's funny saying that because we have six points that's all that's all the kind of humor yeah. that comes from it but i mean he's taking advantage of it and we'll see we'll see how it goes i hope I mean, it'll be cool if they can pull a off. Yeah, there's, off. A, lot of,
1: there's a, big, a lot of this game is left to play. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, he's already got more passing yards than any of uh, Malik Willis' starts <laughs> at halftime. So, like, that alone, literally, you just have to be like, well, sometimes stats lie, but sometimes there's at least a little bit of, of factualness in him. Like, Todd Downing didn't change. This offense stinks. I've, I've watched this offense week after week just be bad. He's at least uh, – allowing this offense to perform to some extent um, not just look totally inept and stagnant. Um, yeah. So, and he, I mean, he provides, you see what's, what's Malik Willis's best attribute right now is, you know, the fact that he can scramble like and run um, which is a great weapon to have when, it, when it's your best attribute. Uh, you know, Josh jobs provides some of that too. Like he's, he's a, I mean, shoot, he's got the most rushing yards in Tennessee quarter, like history, like, uh, you know they're showing that set up there on the screen like most rushing touchdowns like he's very mobile he can run really well um and Wait, who has that Josh dobbs by at, a quarterback. Oh, you mean at Tennessee like yeah, a, at ten- in yeah, Tennessee okay. in college yeah yeah in college uh, but I mean yeah that was like in college at a high level SEC program like yeah. josh like Josh Dobbs started over thirty games in the SEC like that's not you know he's got <laughs> he's got commanding an offense against talented players you know, a little bit more of a a feel for what that looks like. Um, So been around a while, could be kind of a good thing or a bad thing. My kind of testament to why I bet he's not really, he was in a good spot kind of in Pittsburgh. If he actually feel like he could have been brought in to be like, if he was really a guy, like a true starting quarterback in the NFL, like he actually had a probably a pretty good shot, to be the successor of like big Ben in Pittsburgh. Um, So if he was there, they obviously liked him enough. Like kind of, like you said, he does seem kind of like a backup guy to me. Like he is going to be a guy that, oh, Traylon, bad drop right there. Frustrating, dude. Come on, you're wide open. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Josh Jobs, another guy. He hits him in the, he hits him in the hands right here. Um, so even his like misses, well, I was a little behind, but still in the hands. Um, even his misses haven't been like that bad tonight, like they've been honestly pretty catchable balls. Yeah. Robert um, Woods
0: missed one earlier. Yeah, that Robert seemed like Woods a pretty good a ball. Miss.
1: Yeah. That one, oh, that one was quite a bit behind, but still, still honestly, a fairly catchable ball. Like at least he's given us a chance out there. Um, that's all you can, all you can really ask for. And then you got to have some guys make plays, but, uh. The Astro Dobbs era is underway. Now, who knows whether it'll be, you know, short or long. Yeah. Hope for the longer, the better. At least the play, like, give me one playoff run at least.
0: Yeah, no, that would be great. Um, Let's move along. We'll talk a little, some bowl games have been going on, and we we finally kicked into. Hey, we've got some good bowl games part of the yeah, year. Yeah, we're
1: in we're in the really good bowl games section of the year now. And um, Seth, I'll let you kind of break down Yeah, that. none, none bigger than the Liberty Bowl yeah.
0: in Memphis, Tennessee. So yeah. we had the yeah, the the big Arkansas-Kansas game. Uh the it, big one. It started off it started off all hog real quick. So I checked it, it was 24-7. I didn't I didn't get to see all of it. And then it ends up coming down to the wire. I want to let you break it down, but then also after you break it down, just give me a sense of what the Arkansas faithful is feeling like after that bowl performance.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope to give a pretty good voice to the, to the nation to Razorback nation, but I can really only, you know, say how I'm feeling, but I, I, I try to have a, a fairly, you know, level-headed view of the view of the program. um, Interesting game. It's never it's never dull in Memphis. I'll say that. Like it's never dull at the Liberty Bowl. Um, historic Liberty Bowl. Um, a lot of a lot of action. You took one of the worst, two of the worst defenses, probably in college football. Um, got them together in Memphis, and you know you took away half their players, a bunch of coaches. Like you know the college football carousel involves players to the portal it involves coaches to different schools we lost our you took a terrible defense a defense that ranked in like the 120s in Arkansas and then you know our head coach our you know our defensive coordinator Barry Odom takes the job at UNLV so he's gone but it's kind of like I mean yeah but we were already terrible like it might be better like better that he's gone but gave up 53 points to Kansas but still won pretty epic um, the highest scoring first quarter in Libertyville history. You said 24-7. The hards, Arkansas was up 24-7 in the first quarter and kind of had chances throughout the game to really – there are moments in some games where you really need to put, put your foot on – you know, put your foot on the throat, choke them out, like really finish the team off. Uh, and they missed a few of those opportunities, and then you let a team hang around, and then it's a bowl game in Memphis, Tennessee – and it's Christmas time. It's bowl season, and magic happens sometimes, you know. Um, there was a moment with about four and a half minutes to play, I believe, where Arkansas was up by two touchdowns. So this game ended up going to triple overtime. But we were on the we were in the red zone with four and a half minutes to play, driving to go up by three touchdowns. Um, and we ran an end around, got a first down inside the twenty, and fumble the ball or so they say um in in many views that i have seen it was a very clear elbow down by contact to force the fumble but even after review it stayed a fumble and kansas actually returned that really far down the field scored on like the next play um or you know shortly thereafter and then so had to go for the onside kick and they got the onside kick scoring two more plays so we went from about to score to go up three touchdowns with four minutes left and absolutely just salt the game away to tied and going into overtime, um, and then eventually win in third overtime. Finally, get a stop. All we needed was one stop. We finally got it in third overtime um, because there was not a lot of stops during the during the game. I think combined like thirteen hundred yards of offense. Just some insane, insane high flying. Uh, show that they had there at the Liberty Bowl. But, you know, great to come away with the win. Um, it was a crazy game. We really sh- we should have won by very, very much more. But it's bowl season. The season's over. It hasn't been a very, like, it's been a fairly forgettable and disappointing season. But to go out on just, like, an exciting note, at least. I don't even call it great. Like, it's not a great note, barely skinning a win over Kansas. But it's exciting, at least. And so I'm going to enjoy it as such.
0: It's good to win the last one.
1: Yeah. We already know that this coaching staff's like Sam Pittman is going to be our head coach next year. Like it's better to win. I don't care. I I want to win. And I want that to be the model of what we do every single game. So to find a way to win, plug like plugging in a ton of guys that are going to have to step up next year that are going to have to make big plays for us. Um, so the state of the program is – a little bit disappointed, but ready to run it back. You know, that's kind of, that was kind of my mentality. It's like, you know what? It's disappointing, but this isn't the last season of football ever. Like we get to play again next year and I'm excited to like have an opportunity. KJ Jefferson's amazing. He should be a, you he's know, good. A high, he's a, he should be a highly talked about quarterback. Um, and just, he will, he has a lot of experience now. So getting him in really his third season of major action, um, is really, really exciting. So there's, there are a lot of goods to be excited about, but uh, definitely some holes to fill and still a lot of things to shake out before we know what we're rolling with in the 2023 season. But, uh, but good to go ahead and notch the SEC's first bowl win under our belts um, for the, for the boys from the Southeastern Conference, who I owe no allegiance to, you know, like.
0: That's how I feel.
1: You know, it's like, I, I, I want to win for Arkansas, but. I mean, it is good for the reputation of the league, which does affect Arkansas down the road. Like, it does affect us, but at the same time, like, me and my dad were sitting there talking about Missouri's playing. It's like, well, like, no, I don't, cheer, I, I don't really care, like that they're in this our my conference. Like, if, if they lose, they lose. I'm here for the enjoyment of this game to see what happens to watch, like, what's going on. But I have no, I have no allegiance to Missouri in a bowl just because it's a bowl game. Like, no. <laughs> y'all ain't y'all ain't my team not at all i hate that's why i hate the sec chance uh at the bowl games for arkansas because like the sec never helps arkansas out like the, the sec does not throw back so just one example for instance something i haven't brought up in a while so covid happens we're gonna go to a 10 game sec schedule right everyone's gonna add two games okay you know that's fine everyone's doing it well, who who does Arkansas add who at that point is coming off back to back winless SEC seasons like we have not won an SEC game in two years? Well, the mighty SEC decides to add Georgia and Florida to preseason top five or top 10 teams to the Arca- just add them arbitrarily when they just randomly pick schools to add. Oh, we're going to give them the two best schools from the East, possibly the conference. Um, just saying, just like one of there, there's a lot of a lot of things I could go go through. Scheduling is one big one, but the SEC is not doing Arkansas too many favors, um, especially in the big sports. So let's not just like chant SEC. Like this is Arkansas, okay? We belong to the Southeastern Conference, but we do not just like tout. The, like who cares? <laughs> it matters because it's Arkansas.
0: Well, and my thing is, you always hear those SEC chants. From like a seven win team or something in a bowl yeah. game. Like you don't hear Alabama chanting that when they're like winning the natty. Like they don't they're like, no, we just won the national championship. We don't care that we're in whatever conference. Like that doesn't matter. And I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like, yeah, even say Nebraska in the Big Ten, like there are some Big Ten teams that I'm yeah, I'll cheer for them, I guess. But like if I was playing a bowl game, I don't really I'm probably cheering for them to lose, honestly, just because I don't like them. Like if they, especially like this year, Nebraska went four and eight or whatever, you know, if they, uh, if, if a couple of big 10 teams win their bowl games, okay, cool. Nebraska, like you're still four and eight. It doesn't matter. So. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to like justifying your own strength based on the strength of your conference is something that happens quite a bit, but. I don't really care. I just want to beat them myself. Like I don't, I don't like watching them win or lose versus other teams. Like doesn't make me feel that much other than I like specific coaches and players and yeah. teams more than others. Like, and some of them I watch more and know better because they are in my conference. So I see them more often, but I don't know. It's just a little, a little arbitrary there.
0: When um, I used I to hear it from, you know, when Tennessee was down when they were having losing seasons, they, some of them would say, well, if we were in this conference, you know, we'd be a bowl team. Great. Like, <laughs> doesn't like, doesn't matter. <laughs> if that, if no, that doesn't matter at all, if it helps you sleep at night, I guess that's go for it, but that doesn't like, really mean
1: anything. You're still yeah. five and seven. Yeah. Well, that's what, there's a lot of argument, not a lot of argument. It's there, there's some outliers here in Arkansas. They're like, well, we should be in the big 12. We could compete more. And it's like, what? What? Like, why are you even saying that? You don't, first of all, you don't know that. That's like, you're, you're both admitting that you don't even think we can compete. Like we win a lot. Arkansas is a very proud, like athletic program as a whole. Like the last two years have won the most SEC championships, like in total sports. Yeah. We haven't won the big ones, you know, as of late. Um, And maybe, maybe we won't be the team that wins the SEC in football like consistently year after year, but it doesn't mean we're not capable as like a, Athletic department of competing yeah. in this like what kind of mentality is that to not like i do think the sec is superior across the board in athletics like the sec definitely does range like as as across the board athletic programs like reigns um you know, top dog kind of in college sports as a whole. And I do want to compete in that conference. Like I do want to compete at the highest level. Um, even as we get more, we don't really know what the future of college sports, I think we're a little blind to the fact that the future of college sports is kind of up in the air right now in terms of how it looks in the like, not so foresee or not so like long future, but kind of short term um we're just we're going a million different directions uh and so like the ncaa doesn't have to always exist like you could be more conference-based like it could be the sec could turn into a 32-team league and it's just like the nfl except it's the sec and it's just 32 football teams and the the players aren't even hardly students anymore it's just (laughs) it's just football players like i don't know that's probably not what it looks like but i just saying there's nothing really set in stone. So you want to set yourself up and be in the strongest conference like possible.
0: Yeah. Especially right now, the way the SC and the big 10 are going, it looks like those are two conferences you want to hang on to. Uh, yeah. Just cause they're both kind of building the super conferences. It looks like right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's why, I mean, the move not too long ago by Nebraska to get the big 10 is kind of is really big because, you know, you look at the big 12 and, Yeah, it would look different if Nebraska was there, they'd be. But the Big 12 is in a tenuous place right now of like, where are they going to fit in in the future landscape? But the Big 10, you know, you're in there way more solidified um, as a member of the Big 10 right now.
0: Yeah. And there are a lot of Nebraska fans over the years that would say that, like, wish we never left the Big 12 type thing. And you have to remember, too, it's a big money thing, too. Like, I think Nebraska yeah. was set up a lot better for academic and monetary success going over to the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, And we don't have to get too far into all that. I do want to mention uh, – or I do want to transition over to the Big Orange Bowl coming tomorrow night.
1: Yeah. Or Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, it only makes sense that we talk about conferences around bowl time. Like, bowl season is one of the most fun, like, conference head-to-head times That's true. of the year. I actually would like to institute like a preseason bowl uh kind of like a weekend or two of bowl games in the preseason where it's like you know SEC versus Big 10 challenge kind of yeah, stuff like, like how basketball does it. Yeah, I mean, and almost a, like yeah. Yeah, and I mean it could count like you I always think you should just line up like man to man almost like 1v1, 2v2, 3v3 in the conference where it's like a direct uh, this is what we finished in the conference last year, so this is the team we're playing to start this <laughs> to start the year um, in the SEC. But um, anyway, the bowl games are a lot of fun, just seeing the conferences go head to head, and so we get a little ACC versus SEC action just just uh, just down the road in Miami, just just down a few skips. Yeah, no, and I'm excited. I think.
0: The, I think Tennessee fans have transitioned a little bit to where at first you know they were so down about not getting uh, not obviously losing to South Carolina not really having a playoff spot uh, and then being a little upset they weren't able to go to the Sugar Bowl but I mean still big big time bowl game biggest bowl game you've been in 20 years I, I feel pretty confident in saying uh, yeah So I I think Tennessee fans have transitioned over to being really excited, especially because it's Clemson and it seems Dabo's an easy guy to dislike. There's a lot of Tennessee fans wanting to beat them. And then obviously the big one is you have Joe Milton coming in to play QB, kind of said you mentioned it a few weeks ago as kind of a tryout game for him. And Josh Heupel actually kind of reiterated that when asked about if Joe Milton would be the starter going into next year. And he basically came out and said, every position will have open competition. And while that's probably not entirely true, I think it does hint at the fact that his spot is not solidified by any means, especially with a five-star QB coming in and a guy that I think most people are counting out, me probably included, and Taven Jackson, who was Heupel's first commit when he came over to Tennessee that he handpicked. So it will be interesting
1: to see how Joe Milton plays. And I'm excited. I mean, I hope he lights it up. Yeah. And every position honestly should be a competition at this point in like next year. Um, I mean, there are very few guys like KJ Jefferson aren't very typical across the college football landscape, like where, you know, this guy's your quarterback going into the year next year. Um, So there should be a lot of, but this, you know, he's honestly in the best spot to land it because he's the starting quarterback right now Mm -hmm. in the, not, not through, I mean, through injury, but not through like extreme circumstances. He's got the reins. Like he's got a great showcase for himself in the offense, like already there in the system, known commodity, make some plays uh, in the bowl game and, and go ride and be the guy next year, at least to start the year. And if, if a guy comes on strong and deserves it, then he can take it, but don't, uh, don't give it away. If, if you're Joe Milton, you know, like play solid, like play, you know, you're, he's a capable quarterback, He's in a great system to succeed so go have a good game and uh, improve him you should be the guy.
0: Yeah I mean this will be a real trial because Clemson still I mean has a good defense you're yeah. playing a great team so
1: yeah and I think it's a really fun matchup for Tennessee. I think going to play versus Clemson which is a geographic kind of rival really I mean they're not they don't play very often but honestly it's a pretty close in proximity. Um, kind of had I feel like you had a lot of tension there when some Tennessee guys went to Clemson not yep. too long ago some really a high level elite T. Higgins. that yeah T Higgins uh, really comes to mind and then I mean well even kind of Trevor Lawrence you know mm-hmm. growing up uh, a big Tennessee fan so just a, a little extra juice to this game because it's Dabo um, so I think that's really fun and uh, it's just going to be exciting to watch them play out. Joe Milton gets his showcase. i would be interested to see the defense. I hope they can – I think – I really think Tennessee should win this game. If I, I think I they just, should, too. If I just had to, like, think about it. I, I'm a little biased, maybe, because I, like, would rather Tennessee win this game. But I don't – Clemson's offense doesn't really put a f- huge fear in me. I don't really even know. I don't know. They have been better with that other quarterback. Clubnick um yeah so maybe maybe they'll be but I, I just think they're gonna have to score with tennessee's offense which is gonna score enough points like i i think even with joe milton in at quarterback like they're gonna score enough points um to keep them in the game and really give them a good chance to win so um we'll see get to get to watch it tomorrow night
0: yeah no it'll be fun to watch and then obviously coming up this weekend playoff
1: games they kind of snuck up
0: on me too like they kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. I guess it's just cuz it's the holiday season, but I'm excited uh, for these playoff games. I think they're going to be good matchups. I think well, I don't know if I do or not, but I'm excited to watch them either way just cuz it is a little more variety than we've seen, I guess. Just even that is kind of hard to say. It's even
1: interesting matchups. Like I haven't seen Georgia play Ohio State. Like even though they've both been around it mm-hmm. quite a bit. I don't I don't think I've I don't think they've played um together. So even just, I think there are interesting matchups. Um, well, and even floor.
0: Michigan and TCU, the big knock on Michigan was they didn't play anyone until they played Ohio State. And, and yeah. did, I mean, they crushed them.
1: So yeah. they, so lose. like, gives, it like, gives more validity to their other wins <laughs> when yeah. you, when you win the final one. Uh, because, see, on the flip side, Ohio State loses that game. And everyone's like, well, did any other wins even matter? Like, they're not that good. Like, they just beat all these other teams, but they're not that good. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And then TCU is in the same boat where, you know, there's a knock on the big 12 and there's a knock on them losing their last game. So <laughs> yeah.
1: it's crazy that TCU could lose
0: their last game and still get in like that. It's kind of a, we, it's just something we never thought we'd see
1: for yeah. sure. And it yeah. just fell their way this year. But I mean, that's happened quite a few times. I mean, it happened to Georgia last year. Like, they lost their final game. That's true. Uh, but that was diff- – it felt different because, oh, well, that's Georgia. Like, they were number one all year. Like, they were – you know, they were – And losing
0: to Alabama, who everyone also considered a top team. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, just just fun to, fun to get the games rolling. It is a weird time because, you know, championships are early December – and then you kind of take a lag, and you're like, "Oh, well, it's a long way away. Like, I don't need to get the." And then it's like, "Well, then, kind of Christmas rolls around, and it's holiday season, and you're probably doing some traveling and some visiting with family, and you're busy, you know, yeah, some, yeah, you're just busy time of the year." And then all of a sudden, bang! It's almost Christmas, you know, New Year's Eve, and the playoffs are upon us. Uh, it'll be nice when we have the extra round of playoffs, and even we'll get more football before, like, we'll get another round of games. We won't even have such a long break anymore. Um, so that's exciting.
0: Yeah, and I don't even know if I care who wins these games. I think I'm just excited to watch them because you have Ohio State and Georgia playing on one end who I'm not a fan of either team at all, like probably dislike them a pretty good bit. And then Michigan and TCU are two teams. I think it would be cool to see TCU win just because they have that underdog, that underdog thing going for them, basically. But then on the other end, if Michigan wins and then gets to play – Presumably Georgia in the national championship. I think that would be a really cool matchup to see as well. So I'm just excited to watch them be entertained. And it gets me thinking, Seth, you always mention it, going to a 12-team playoff and just
1: being excited to watch games that mean something. Oh, yeah. Big time games that mean something, big time games on campus that mean something will be just electric. That that first weekend will be epic because that's you know, four high-level Playoff playoff games, you mm-hmm. know, in one in one small period of time. So super, super exciting to get more action. And, Do you
0: think whenever that happens, they'll start the playoff earlier or just let it run longer? I, I would think just because of NFL playoffs creeping up, they might start it earlier. But yeah, I, I think know.
1: they I think they started earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you'll have a round of games like before Christmas. Probably get a um, two week break after championship weekend or something. Yeah. It'll probably be. I mean, In my head, what would make a lot of sense is to play like December 20th or so. And then again, still like it is like that way you got like 10 days in between your, you know, playoff first playoff matchup. And then the um, second, you know, the final four games um, or the final uh, six games, I guess. Anyway, I I, I don't know exactly how they're going to set it up, but I'm sure they'll, I mean, honestly, they'll probably find a way to make it worse but it seems to be how like it's like they have a good idea and they can't practically put it into action and make it really good but like playing your playoff games on new year's eve is honestly kind of weird it is because people are busy like i feel like you're taking eyes off
0: of the game everyone has something to do on new year's eve and yeah you might have games on at a party or something but it's not yeah no it's not the same i i would think it would make a lot more
1: sense to do it the night before or something so yeah because i'm already sitting here like i'd love to sit there and watch the games but i also like i know it's a big night of everyone getting together and like you know friends you know being together and like like parties and stuff i already know like several things that have already been kind of put on my calendar on new year's eve that it's like well am i i'm not really gonna you know take these once a year, kind of, kind of deals. Just because, uh, just because the football game's on, that the Razorbacks aren't in. See, that's kind of the rule. I have in my life is like the Razorbacks, Titans. All right, I'll drop everything for those teams. Like if they're playing, they have my full attention. But kind of life has to go on at other extensive. Like I can't stop my whole life to watch fo- you know football all the time. It's well, New Year's Eve. Like I'm like going if, out to party.
0: <laughs> yeah, like if you're if you're at a New Year's Eve party or something, and say the game's not on. I mean, maybe you might keep tabs on it, but you're probably not, like, going to be glued to your a, phone. If watching it's a good enough game, party,
1: not- I'm not going to – no, I don't. I want to know who won at the end of the game, but, like, this Michigan TCU game, like, I'm, ex- I'm happy for it and I hope to watch it, but if I miss it, it's not going to kill me. Like, I, it's not the end of the world. And I don't know, maybe that's, like, a – because I could not be more diehard about the Razorbacks or Titans, if that makes, like, I, I don't yeah. know, this is a true, it's just like, if the, if they are on, t- If K- dude, it's the Liberty Bowl, and I'm sitting here just glued to it on the edge of my seat, not missing a single snap, <laughs> and so, like, I gotta see it, and, like, this Titans game, we're sitting here watching it. Um, and even it, I mean, I guess I'm not fully, fully invested in it, although they did just score score. a touchdown. Nice drive there from Astro Dobbs right down the field scoring to put us within, what are we within three? Four. I think it's 17, 13. Oh yeah. We had six. That's right. Well, anyway, it's just an odd, odd timing for games on, on new year's eve a night when so much other stuff is happening it's like like most exciting excited it's the most excitable night of the year like people are just buzzing on new year's eve you know what i mean it is a different kind of energy uh people are just running around town throwing parties going to parties um i don't know people are just like there's a different energy on new year's eve like it's not a college it is it's not a college football energy to me
0: Nothing circled around college football that day, no, I mean yeah, you yeah, had yeah. the playoff games going
1: on, but it's not a it's no, not a fall it's Saturday, always background you know? it's like yeah, it's like yeah, I'm at a party, and yeah, the game's on, and like I might catch a few snaps of it, like i might i'm you know all I really want though to be honest is the game on at a party, and then I can maintain like a you know a good feel for what's going on in the game, you know, get me with four minutes left in this game and i'll find I'll settle in and and really watch the like I want a good, good game where I can really settle in with like four minutes left. That really is kind of the move at a party. Like you don't want to a good party. You're not just sitting there just glued to the television, like a true party. You know, if you're, if you're there to watch the game, you are, but a good party, you know, you're not just sitting there glued to a television, Um, but a great party can involve, you know, a really tight good football game or bass, you know, whatever it is, when everyone gets drawn in for the end, it's like, Hey, okay. There's three minutes left. Like, they're down a score. All right, let's see what happens. Um, so that's when it can get fun. And that's what I hope for, I guess, it's just access to a TV in case this game gets epic and, you know, we need to watch it.
0: Yeah, definitely. R- real quick, uh, we're going to have a little quicker episode tonight, but I did want to just drop a couple of things on you or bounce them off you. So the transfer portal's obviously been kind of going crazy as it's getting into the off season and bowl season and players are figuring out what they're going to do. I've just noticed from seeing multiple players transfer for, like, their third time, going to their third school or whatever. Uh, and then I also saw there was a defensive end from Oklahoma State that is transferring to Oklahoma after having played at Oklahoma State for four years. Well, And it's just like this the, – the transfer portal, it does have a lot of, like, good that comes from it. I will say that like I've seen I've seen specific examples of guys get opportunities that literally are going to make them draft picks, whereas they were a third or fourth string at another school. So that's great. But I can't get behind like this Oklahoma State guy is really what I'm talking about, but I can't get behind you just transferring to your rival after four years. Yeah. How how are you a part of a program where you just have discussed for another program? And then you're just going to go over there. Like, I, I can't understand it. I can't eat. I mean, go anywhere else. I, it yeah. surprises me when guys go in conference, but at least like sometimes you may cross divisions or go to another school where you're not really, it's a totally different situation, but doing that, like crossing the bedlam lines, I, that surprises me.
1: Yeah. The true rivalries, uh, going, going to your true rival is cold, man. You're, you spent four years there. You're supposed to be a true cowboy. You're supposed to be a true, you know, Oklahoma State guy. And you Like, who do you hold
0: allegiance to when you're gone at that point?
1: Yeah, no one. And then they don't care about you that much. You're, what, a grad transfer who played a year at Oklahoma? Like, who cares? Uh, you're really an Oklahoma State guy, but then they disown you because you went to Oklahoma. That's bad blood. Like, you can't yeah, – that's, that's bad blood. We wish you well, unless you're at Oklahoma. That it's yeah, because I've luck. seen
0: guys. I've seen guys from Nebraska who have played four years. You know, they were always may, maybe contributing or something, but you know, for their grad transfer year, they wanted to go somewhere where they could play a lot. They might go to like South Dakota State or something. I totally get that. And then yeah. you're always at that point. You know, you're always a Cornhusker. You paid your dues and you contributed, and you probably really wanted to be there. And then just said, you know what, one, my last year of football, I want to go somewhere where I can get a lot of playing time and have fun my last year. Like I get that, but this guy, I, I can't, I can't do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm kind of with you there on the grad transfer. I like that aspect of the transfer portal. Like if you truly graduated, you've played, you know, you've, you graduated from school, you're a student athlete, you have finished school. Like you're, you're done. Um, you've fulfilled your duty at that, you know, institution. I have no problems with the guy, you know, Hey, I've had my four years here. However it's worked out, it has, but that's a long time to be anywhere. You know, maybe a fresh start could be great. And you've earned it. Like you've earned a chance to like have a little bit different circumstances because you persevered, you finished, you went to school. Like, and even like you said in conferences, like we, Arkansas had a guy, Trey Knox four year guy at Arkansas graduated uh, Transferred to South Carolina, uh, and it's kind of like, man, you know, best of luck to him. Like, kind of weird to go in conference, but you know, your coach is there. Your tight end coach just went there. Your wide receiver coach who recruited you's there. You've 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 been through a bunch of garbage at Arkansas, like through some terrible times, and stuck with it. Stuck with the program. Got your degree like really made some good plays this year, became a good solid player, like shout out, good job. Like, man, like go best of luck to you. But all that applies unless you go to the true rival, like unless you go to the bitter rival. I think it's all all, the kindness and like the – wish for success is just off the table. Once you've uh, once you gone to the rival, you just turned all that. All that hard work you put in, all those four years you spent in Stillwater, you just erased it all by going over there to be a be a
0: sooner. Yeah, your memory – or people's memory of you literally at that point is, oh, remember this guy? He did, all, like, these plays he made or whatever, and then it's – oh, yeah, but then he transferred to Oklahoma. So Yeah, it's such ridden. a
1: sour note to end – Like, whatever kind of career you had, tough, not a good look, bad optics.
0: Yeah, all right, man. Well, do you have anything else you want to cover, or you think we should wrap it up?
1: Uh, not really. It's time to head into the new year. Exciting to head into 2023 with a lot of hope, uh, hope for the future. Definitely. And that applies to everything. That's a, that's universal. Just hope in every aspect.
0: What's your, uh, what are your new year's Eve, Eve plans?
1: That's what I, I don't know. I got, I'm kind of committed to several, several things here in town. Uh, my fiance is kind of her friends, two different parties. Um, and it's, it's kind of like not the same group of friends, but it's fairly overlapping. And I'm like, we should just have one bigger part. Like, I'm going to have to go to two different parties that are both kind of, you know, it could probably be one small in number and like, you know, just like, just hat like house, you know, nice, nice evenings with people, but you know, we're all mutual friends here. If not, if not friends that we know each other, like let's just have one. Well, let's really simplify this evening. Um, and then some of the friends are going out, I think in downtown like little rock, but I don't know if that, We'll make, uh, we'll, I don't we'll think. We'll see I, how the night goes. Yeah, we'll see how that night goes. And honestly, like, it's just kind of impractical for me to go out in Little Rock um, and also try to go to parties here in town, um, especially on New Year's Eve. Like, you don't really want to be out driving and stuff. Yeah. You uh, excessive amount. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe start the evening in Little Rock. Have us a nice time. Maybe You know, get a little early time in on New Year's Eve. Um, I might, I might throw a uh, new year's day brunch. Um, so really turn it, you know, just start 2023 on just high note, a brunch. I got a new Blackstone for Christmas. Heck yeah. Uh, Twenty Bigger 22 inch. I'm actually using it as my, my computer desktop today. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so just throw down like a breakfast feast, some flapjacks. Some hash some hash, some absolute hash and some bacon, like just turn up the whole neighborhood, just get everybody, feed everybody that wants some, just have a good old time.
0: Dang. Sounds like a good time. Wish I could be there.
1: That's a maybe, honestly. That's a, that's a, (laughs) at this point, like I haven't, I haven't haven't thrown the invitations yet, but, uh, but what about you? What the, I'm kind of an East coast guy too. So I like celebrating the East Coast New Year's at 11 Central Time and just hitting the hay. Like nothing's going to – I'm an I'm a early to bed guy. Nothing's going to happen after midnight. Like I, Nothing I, good happens so, after midnight. Like give me that 11 o'clock celebration. It's already happened in America. I can go to bed, um, you know, and probably be like asleep by midnight instead of waiting till midnight for that moment, which I could have just celebrated an hour ago. Like it's symbolic. I'm celebrating the new year it's happening in America, then new year is happening. So I'm celebrating. it.
0: Yeah, I know. We're, we're doing kind of a low key New Year's Eve party. We're going over to my sister and brother-in-laws, which actually I'm kind of excited for. Yeah, maybe a good I'm just, time. maybe I'm just turning into an old man. Like it's just, no, that's, it's a, my that's time. a good time.
1: Yeah. See, and I was going to say, being kind of with, with the fam, but with, you know, I'm very fortunate very blessed and kind of over Christmas time. Like I very much enjoy being with my family, like whether it's, um I've, I've really enjoyed i've been, been welcomed into christina's family and so like i i enjoy being with you know her sisters and brother-in-laws and all that kind of stuff so um and my family certainly i love being with there in nashville and around um so it's kind of it's very fortunate very blessed that, you know really is actually like fun to be with family yeah and uh, I, I like i kind of have the option i'm i'm kind of
0: It's up in the air on what my New Year's Eve uh, game plan will be because I could see I could see where we leave a little early before midnight and I just drive home and get a good night's sleep and get up in the morning and go to work, baby. Not actual work, but you know what I mean? So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Or we also have been offered. We can stay there as well. So we might just do that. I don't know. Yeah, take it. Take
1: it and crash.
0: We'll see how it goes, but yeah, guys, thanks again for listening. This has been Paydirt Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Find them sixpackcoverage.com, on Instagram and Twitter at Six Coverage. Check us out on Twitter at Paydirt underscore Sports and on Instagram at Paydirt Sports. Guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see y'all next week.
1: Twenty twenty three,
0: Paydirt out.